Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Hit Wonder Why podcast, the podcast where we review one hit wonder albums, and afterwards we wonder why. My name is Eric Hassenjäger. I am a fellow music enthusiast, a fellow music nerd, and it is my quest to review every one hit wonder album out there, all right? No stern, stern, stone, stone. I don't know what stern is, but a stone unturned. And I'm going to see every single song on a One Hit Wonders album and see if there's any music gold or if it's music mold. So let's get right down to it. 1984, all right, Ghostbusters, you got uh, Madonna, you got uh, other things that happened in 1984, I assume. But that's the first two things that could come up in my mind here. But this is the year that this hit came out. Uh, it's more attributed to like Halloween you every Halloween party you've ever been to I'm sure you've heard of this song I at some point or another even commercials and it's it's popular for a reason and it has a certain giant pop star on it that certainly catapulted it but oftentimes it's uh, actually not attributed to the this giant pop star who's that giant pop star well we'll find out but the hit we're going to do today is Somebody's Watching Me by the artist Rockwell. So let's go into Rockwell uh, in his background right now. Rockwell, real name, Kennedy Gordy, born on March 15th, 1964 in Detroit. Rockwell, his father is Barry Gordy Jr. Now why I bring up Barry Gordy Jr. Uh, is because Barry Gordy Jr. is the founder of Motown. Yes, that Motown, which was responsible for soul and R&B music in the late 50s all the way to the 70s with such massive acts such as The Temptations, The Supremes, Marvin Gaye, and The Jackson 5. And speaking of The Jackson 5, Gordy Jr. wrote some of the biggest hits for them in like I Want You Back and ABC. So as you can tell, there's quite the pedigree that Rockwell's father had and the types of connections he created being the head of a major recording label like Motown. And growing up, Rockwell had a very strong desire to be a, you know, a solo artist, but throughout the years, uh, his dad just never really saw any potential and didn't really make an effort to kind of put Rockwell out in front. And that obviously their relationship grew kind of strained leading up to this record. And um, so there was a whole, you know, interesting backstory is uh, Rockwell wanted to make it up, you know, avoid the air of nepotism. And, and he actively tried to distance himself from his father. So he made a few uh, calls to other Motown executives, which I'm sure at some point his dad knew because, you know, the music industry, his word gets around. But according to what was uh, published here is Motown executives agreed to sign Rockwell to a a contract, a record contract, but they had to have a name change. So, uh, and how he got the name Rockwell was a very, when I read it, I'm like, really? But the executives, some, uh, some of them was like, well, Kennedy, you rock and you rock well. And then those two words were put together and there you have it, Rockwell. Yes, not, not uh, brain surgery, ladies and gentlemen, just that was it. So with a new stage name to uh, hide from his father, uh, a record contract signed, he went to the studio in late 1983, and that led us to the song Somebody's Watching Me. 
So before we talk more about it, let's just play a little clip and we'll go right into reviewing the hit. Isn't that absolutely lovely here? I don't get tired of that song. I know we're recording the summer here and uh, people aren't thinking about Halloween, but it kind of puts you in a Halloween state of mind. And I, I definitely enjoy that. Uh, like I said earlier, you go to any Halloween party and nine times out of 10, they're going to have uh, the Monster Mash and uh, this song. All right. And if they don't have this song, then that's no holiday party halloween party i want to go to so uh it, it just fits just well I, I think uh obviously michael jackson's chorus is the one that like really drives it and pe people often think it's a michael jackson song it's not but uh it might it might as well be just the the chorus um lends itself well and doesn't really sing a whole lot just like the same hook over and over uh and i know uh, rockwell's you know vocal performance can be viewed in as a little over the top and it is it's certainly he's hamming it up uh with his mad scientist vibe Ooh, and um i uh i it, when you first hear it, it's like what is this what is this guy on uh what is he doing but it, it fits the theme of the paranoia and the uh getting watched uh it's it has, uh, you know, references to Psycho, another, you know, scary movie. So it it really fits that Halloween vibe. Um, it Also, I think uh, people were, this is the 80s, people were worried about getting watched. Uh, I, I can't help but think uh, another, uh, you know, earlier 80s uh, song is uh, Men at Work's 1981 single that dealt with paranoia, Who Can It Be Now? Paranoia of getting watched, uh, again, pretty popular in the mainstream music scene, it seems like. And uh, again, that the or song itself, or the organ solo, is, is bopping as well. I do like, as cheesy as it is, I definitely enjoy it. Um, again, everything, I think it comes together as a full package. I can see why uh, it was just the right place, right time. Michael Jackson was huge. Peak, again, uh, super big a great performance um all around um maybe the the breakdown uh towards like after the second verse it goes on a little long uh but a very minor nitpick and uh yeah this i, I could see why this was a hit it just everything clicked uh the production um uh, it, it's cheesy in an enduring way and uh, i wish i could say about the rest of the album but um this song somebody's watching me i have to give it five bops uh, for those who don't know, uh, bops is my rating scale. So uh, every song is like five bops is excellent, four bops good, or you know three bops is yeah okay, two bops is like eh, and then one bop is like Ugh. so uh, somebody's watching me uh, going back is five bops, five bops for somebody's watching me. Congratulations. So on to the next track. The next track is obscene phone caller. So 
this was the next single following Somebody's Watching Me, and it also deals with the paranoia themes. Uh, I'll start off with the positives here. Uh, I like the the beat a little bit. Um, I was bopping my head a little bit. Um, I like the backup singers. Uh, I, I felt like since this is on a uh, Motown label, they had uh, he put some Motown singers uh, behind him. I don't know who the singers were, but they were they were good. Um, all right, that, so that's my positives right there. <laughs> that that was it um, because the rest of this song is. Uh, well, first with Rockwell as a vocalist, uh, much like a lot, like, you know, somebody's watching me, the things you enjoy about a Rockwell song are probably not Rockwell related because his uh, vocal uh, delivery is just so over the top. He hams it up to the nth degree. Um, it's uh, his, his mad scientist faux British uh, voice that he does it's uh, it's a little much um, if Alexander Graham Bell was the telephone um, it's something like that it's just very weird and um, it's hard to take serious and this the song's also kind of creepy um, with the breathing I, I, I probably could do without that as well um, and also his song is a product of its time with uh, dealing with the days of caller ID which Nowadays, people don't even probably know what that is, um, and people won't get the song at all. Also, the production, uh, low-grade 80s synth uh, dripping around it, so it's not not a great song. It, there was a, you know, the melody was a little catchy here and there, but it goes on and on, and there's definitely some padding uh, as well, the long instrumental break in between. Um, so, uh, obscene phone caller, you get two bops. So, two bops. All right, on to the next one. It is Taxman. Boy, oh boy, howdy. This, oh, this one was a... All right, I got to start positive first. Positive. Uh, Taxman. Uh, it's an excellent song by the, the Beatles. Uh, maybe you've heard of them. Uh, excellent song. Great, great George tune here on, uh, on Revolver. Excellent tune. I love, love that song. That's, that's my uh, positives. Um, the rest of it, uh, oh, yes, this song. Um, the rest, all of it. All of it. That is all of it is negative. I'm, I'm I only written down one thing for Rockwell's rendition of Taxman, and it's stinker. That's that's all I could muster up. This one was a chore, chore to get through. Um, it, it just was too sluggish. The pacing, the again the the kind of cheap uh, production of the synth keys kind of droned it out, and the the vocals. Uh, like the chanty, like, yeah, I'm the tax man. It was just not great to listen to. And it felt like it, again, it dragged on way too, way too long. Like if it was like a, a condensed version, like a minute and a half, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, it wasn't great, but like it's short, but this was almost four minutes and it was, it was a chore just to get through four minutes of this song. Um, I, boy, I get gutsy to uh, do a uh, tackle this song, and uh, I get where he's coming from, trying to c 
cover this, but boy, this one was very, very difficult to listen to. And, um, and as far as Beatles covers, I wouldn't uh, put this on your playlist anytime soon. So Taxman, if you can't guess, uh, that will get one bop, one bop Taxman. So on to the next one, it is Change Your Ways. start with the positives of this track i i do like the little uh key breakdown before the guitar solo i uh i was nodding my head a little bit i'll uh, i'll admit it that little part i did like uh so there that's that's a positive um so the rest of the song it's it's trying to it's like a slowed down version of beat it it's got the the butt rock intro and if you don't know what butt rock is it's just you know a loud hard rock to shake your butt to um it's a thing um you can look it up i didn't make it up uh the again the little synthy bass melody uh it really gets repetitive don't 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 again and then it just seems like a super generic song and a very generic uh, lyrics, um, not really going anywhere. And again, it just feels like it goes on forever with, um, you know, Rockwell's limited uh, lyrics dealing with, you know, his tale of a cautious wild lifestyle. Um, it just not, not really a whole lot to sink your teeth in. So change your ways. You get two bops, two bops On to the next track. It is going to be runaway. I have to ask, and before I even go into this song, I, I have to ask, what was it about the 80s and referencing the Danger Zone? As you can hear, uh, this run runway had Danger Zone, and also, of course, Kenny Loggins' classic Danger Zone, and uh, Cindy Lauper's She Bops includes a Danger Zone. Maybe there's uh, more examples, but uh, I just, that's a random thing that I, I came across when listening to this, and I just, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, uh, maybe it doesn't matter, and it probably doesn't, but by golly, by George, it's what came into my uh, my mind as I was listening to this. So, anywho, that's a tangent. Uh, back to the song here, Runaway. Uh, again, uh, Jermaine Jackson guested on this, uh, singing it. Um, it's not, it's, it, Jermaine's not Michael Jackson, folks. I have to, I have to let you know, uh, just, just in case you didn't know. Um, so he cannot carry this song. Um, it, again, it's very generic. It seems like the same kind of vibe as change your ways, the previous track, um, very generic lyrics. Um, there's not a lot of changes. Um, this is a, uh, oof. There's not a whole lot to say. There's more to say about the Danger Zone than this song. I, I just, there's nothing really uh, great about it. So uh, Runaway gets two bops, two bops. Now on to the next one, which is Wasting Away. Wasting Away. 
out with wasting away here. Uh, well, the the positives, it's it's got cowbell. Everyone everyone likes cowbell. Uh, all right, no, that's that's about it. Uh, this wasting away, it sounds like a low rent rejected Michael Jackson outtake from Thriller. Uh, more specifically, it it does sound a little bit like Beat It. Isn't that song good? Yes, it is good. But uh, Wasting Away? No, uh, not good. Uh, it, it, this does not even come close to beat it. Uh, the obnoxious synth before the solo is mixed really loud, and it's pretty grating. Um, and still, that, that really farty, low-grade synth bass is just... It just hampers down the uh, production, the song. I mean, it's, there was, again, not much anything uh, to it, uh, really. Um, again, the last three songs, there's Ways, Change Your Ways, Run Away, Wasting Away. Uh, I, I don't know why Rockwell likes Away, but I, he, again, he's he's got to maybe have different words in his titles because all this just kind of blends to it here. So Wasting Away... Uh, you get one bop, one bop, my good friend. So, on to the next track. It is going to be Knife. So this is part of the album where Rockwell, he, he wants his ballad, all right? The 80s were overloaded with ballads galore here, and this is no exception. Uh, you could tell just in this five-minute five minute song that uh, he wanted this ballad to blow up. And um, it, it, this, unfortunately, it blew up in his face because this, this was a, you thought the uh, taxman, song was hard to sit through this one at five minutes was hard to sit through at the same tempo um there was no uh like rising action of dynamics of the verse or chorus it just it just stayed very like low energy and it, also the vocal his vocals can't hang he's he went from like crazy mad scientist to really and this was before autotune just he can't he can't hold a candle. This is, he doesn't have the vocal chops and also the brilliant lyrics. The knife cuts like a knife. That's profound. Uh, you know, it's like saying a shoe uh, walks like a shoe or uh, a dog walks like a dog. Um, uh, this uh, peanut butter sandwich Tastes like a peanut butter sandwich. That's the equivalent of the uh, metaphors that we're going for in this song. And it's just, oh, it's a sheer test of endurance. And this is, I'd say, one of the worst songs, uh, which is saying a lot because Taxman was awful. But this was very difficult to get through. Um, again, Rockwell's subpar lyrics and his vocal performance. Um, there, a lot of padding as well. Uh, this is just not... Not a very good song, and it's very oof, rough, rough here. Um, so uh, as my description here, the rating, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. Knife, you get one bop, one bop, knife. All right, on to the next and final track of this album, Foreign Country. Fight, 
All right, so this is a very weird, silly closer for an album. You would think the previous song, Knife, would be the typical closer. Because a lot of times, for a last track for an album, uh, artists tend to put their slower song, more emotional, heartfelt, or a really fast, up-tempo song, one or the other, all right? So you would think, like, oh, Knife, that, you know, as awful as that song is, it makes sense to put there. It would just... Poof, uh, logic, but no, 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 no. Uh, Foreign Country is a very just silly, silly song that goes on way too long. It's six minutes, six minutes. I think it's the longest song in the album. And it is just, th this album is th only eight songs, but this this song, a lot of, almost all these songs go on way too long outside of somebody's uh, watching me. But this one uh, first of all, I have to bring up in the middle of the song, it has a the exact melody like uh, from Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran of the doo 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 doo. So that has been your doo 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 super cut mix here. Watch out for it on Spotify and itunes next week here uh yeah I, I i don't understand that that stuck out to me um it was just weird um again maybe it's just you know an homage maybe he really likes duran duran he references adam ant in the uh the song so you know a, a big 80s uh band fan rockwell is so i don't know but it was just weird just thought it was weird uh, as for the song itself um Again, it's it just goes on and on. It's six minutes. Uh, it, it's the same. They must just have used the same like machine to program the synth um, and the, the the little melody, the strings. It's just it, it's all the same. It's not. Um, it, all of it is just please behave in a foreign country and um, uh, don't do anything to upset the uh the country you're visiting in and which again that, I, I guess that's it's kind of a psa it's it's nice but uh it's just silly and he he slips in and out of his uh mad scientist voice uh singing here so it he kind of stopped it for the last few songs but he he made sure rockwell made sure to uh bring it back at the very end so maybe that's why the songs uh, at the end is so he could bring back his mad scientist singing character here so uh, have uh, that being said, a foreign country, uh, and it's do do do's all the all the way here. You you get one bop for a rating, one bop, and there you have it, folks. That has been the review of Somebody's Watching Me from 1984 by Rockwell. Uh, as far as recommendations goes, just I say you're pretty good with just listening to the the, the title track. Uh, there's it's got Michael Jackson on it. That's all you need. Like uh, it's. It's a great song. It still stands the test of time as far as its spooky vibe. Um, but the rest of the songs, just especially the last three, Wasted Away, Knife, and Foreign Country, those ones were very hard to get through. Like the first few was like, oh, all right, after the first song. Ugh. But uh, those last three songs really just takes its toll on you. But I, that's what I enjoy uh, part of this podcast is just – taking a deep dive of the other songs that aren't weren't played at all um, or didn't get a whole lot of radio play and um, just seeing 
the evolution, um, other influences, maybe going from, you know, the artist's number one hit and seeing if they try and spread it out to other tracks. And I, I could see for Rockwell, a uh, obscene phone caller was, you know, his, he thought he was definitely going to cash in on another type of big single, but that did not happen. So it's interesting to see a uh, kind of, a, kind of a different take on that. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed going through this album, even though it wasn't that good. Um, it was, it was fun to just kind of dissect and review and I hope you guys enjoyed it too. I, I definitely had a blast. So that is it for me. I'm going to shut her down. But uh, before I do, don't forget to rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. My name is Eric Hassenjager. This is the One Hit Wonder Why podcast. Have a pleasant day and have a pleasant tomorrow.